before we get started, let me tell you about patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There we have exclusive shows such as So Tell Me, an introspective show about my life. That's what So Tell Me is. People apparently love that show a lot. <laughs> um, Hard Asses with Jody B. That is the show that me and Jody B do monthly that um gets a little while. The D&D Podcast, which is a show I do with my son, which is a review show of movies and TV shows and stuff like that. You get to see the side, other side of my son. And we have much, much more stuff to check out there. We also have a show with Mike Fowler and other things that you will just love. So go on Patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. Also, shout out to Patreon producers, Ben Goodwin, A.K. Ghost Rider UK, Mikey Famine, and Douglas Regert Johnson. Thank you, guys. Peace. To the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture to diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and continuing the mental health conversation. I got a lesson here. I got my boy here. Somebody, if you like him, you end up loving him. And if you love him, he ends up being your family. Because he's just that much of a genuine dude. One of the few people I know who could do a whole podcast by himself and keep it entertaining. Sometimes it's 45 minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's an hour. This man is multi-talented. Man, man has so much. He has his hands in so many things. It's amazing. Pause. But you know, you're like, uh, my guy does clothes. He, he, people talk about I'm on every podcast. He's on every other podcast. So, so you know, uh, if I'm on every podcast, every podcast I'm not on, this cat's on. The guest on the experience today to talk about mental health, my boy Bella the Great. How you doing, bro? Man, that guy that she was describing, let me know. Let me get his information. <laughs> he sounds like a cool brother to kick it with, man. Definitely is. As one person who said, California podcast legend. Not Chalf. Chalf's not a California podcast legend. He keeps telling people that, but I'm not. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to Chalfie, man. Shout out to Chalfie. I know you kind of don't feel like it now, Bella, because you've been getting cooked. On your R&B takes lately, have I though? Like, have I really been getting cooked? Like, they've been trying. They've been trying to. <laughs> they've been, yo, they've been trying to bully me online, and they making these false allegations saying that I'm I'm involving them. They came at me first. <laughs> they they really came up bad about these R&B takes like immediately. They they doing they doing the whole. It's like when Cat Williams came out early in the year. <laughs> and put out and did the little thing with a, on Club Shay Shay. And everybody started putting out their responses. 
I guess, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 I guess they felt the same way about Bill. Like, I, we got to put our responses now. Yeah, but shout out, shout out to Twelve Cal. He had the latest response. And no, no, actually, no. Shout out to Britt. Britt had the latest. Both yeah, of them did. dropped within, like, yeah, Britt and Twelve Cal. You know, Jay Boog is, is lingering around. Shout out to um, the struggle play. Shout out to my boy Doug. Yeah, those are my ops right now. So if y'all listening to this, we not friends. There you go, homie. Yeah, he, he done he done put it out there like a Meg the Stallion disc. <laughs> yeah. They know they they know I'm on the way back. They know. They they know it's coming. Yeah, they know they know what's up. All right, let let's get right to it. So, for those who've been listening to these last. I think it's four episodes now about mental health. They know I don't start off with the five for five. I asked a simple question, and I'm going to ask you today, Bella. Bella, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm feeling better now. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. This is this is one of the first times I can say I'm feeling good, and I'm telling the truth. That's an amazing thing to hear, you know, because if you've been listening to previous episodes, that hasn't always been the answer. <laughs> In fact, it's been quite the opposite. I know your your last three with some hitters, like man. Yeah, man, it's it's um it's very interesting just listening to people's experiences and seeing what they go through when it comes to mental health and the, the different aspects of mental health. You know, like um, just like you know, like the one of the episodes with Matt talking about grief and loss. Yeah, you know, you know that yeah. was a that was a hard one to get through when that, I was recording with him. That, you know, that was a tough one right there. That was a tough one. Then you had the one with Teresa talking about um, just being a mother and dealing with a child who kind of needs her and, and just kind of have the full attention, her, her full attention and stuff like that, and how that can weigh on your mind, whether you're trying to figure out you're a good parent or not. Then you have the one with Red, which is a different take, but it's still an important take. Like, hey, to deal with like the stresses of the world and everything, he, he smokes weed. Yeah, and I'm and all three of them I can relate to. I, I guarantee you. I, I relate to all three of them, especially the last one, because I don't necessarily smoke, but I got some candy. That's involved, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. you know, and I wonder, I'm glad that you was like, "Hey, let me get on one of these episodes," because I know you have a lot of stories. One of the things I always appreciated about you is, Bell is a genuinely happy person, man. You on the outside, you see him happy. You see him living his life, kind of uplift people with his positive message. But at the same time, anybody knows Bella's story, he's been through some pain. He's been through like a lot of things. Like, yeah. you know, just living in California, his his family situation. It's a lot. And I always, you know, sometimes on your podcast, you well, a lot of times on your podcast, you open up about those things and you discuss how they have affected you, how they changed you, how they molded you to the person you are today. So it's good to have you on to have this conversation. To talk just about that, I guess, and whatever you want to talk about with that. Yeah, well, um, I figured at this point, at the age of 41, uh, everything that, that I've gone through, um, I've just highlighted, I've just highlighted the, uh, well, basically the highlights of every year, you know, and one of those highlights is going out and traveling, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And when you're around people who haven't lost their parents, who still have their parents, um, you kind to you you kind it you'll get used to it you know what I mean and <clears throat> not to the point where it's not to the point where you're healed because you never heal from it but you know it's one of those things where you can manage you could you know you can deal with the pain a little bit 
a little bit better than usual. Yeah, you know, um, I, I have not lost a parent as of yet, but I've lost very close family members. I've lost an aunt who was I was very close to. I lost a cousin who was literally my best friend. So I can kind of get there. Like, you don't really heal from it. You kind of mm-hmm. move on and kind of push forward. And that's, it's always a difficult thing to like, kind of like go over. Cause you just like so many things run through your mind. When you think back on a person and things like that, and there's certain things that can trigger you about them, whether it's a picture or there's a certain thing. Like, I think I've told the story on this show or previous episodes, how like after my cousin died, me and him was big, like wrestling fan. We were big WCW, WWE fans. And stuff like that. I want to say like a year or so after he died, WrestleMania came to Miami. Mm. And our two favorite wrestlers were John Cena and The Rock. And they were the main event. Yeah. And it was on my birthday. And the, the thing, I went to it, but the thing that kept going across my mind is this is something that we would have went to together. Yeah, both would have been there. Yes, and we both would have yeah. been arguing and yelling about our favorite wrestlers fighting against each other and stuff like that. And it's just kind of wild that he was not there. But when I saw that sign, when it, when I saw like, oh, it's in Miami and Rock and John Cena on the main event, that was a sign to tell me I have to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's definitely one, that's an episode for sure that y'all would have talked about. Yeah. You know, I mean? you know? Yeah. but sometimes, hey, sometimes I make up, I make up my happiness. You know what I'm saying? I was, hey, he's the reason probably why this match is happening. Yeah. This is all for you. You know what I'm saying? I know we're supposed to, po- both of us are supposed to be enjoying this together, but here you go. That's, just, that's a very valid point, bro. That's a very valid point. Yeah, sometimes you just have to make your happiness build off of that. So what, what has it been like for you? Because I know you lost your mom, right? I lost both of them. Yeah, you lost both of them. There we go. What, what has it been like for you to heal the process, dealing with that type of, those type of things, just kind of just moving forward? Uh, just raising my family, you know, um, just trying to be, uh, like a better father than what I had, uh, the things that I learned from my, from my mother, I keep that intact. Obviously every birthday, every holiday, major holiday, you know, especially those family holidays when those come around, those are difficult, but you know, and then it shout out to my wife. She the one that kind of like catches it. Uh, you know, my, my mother's birthday is October 26th. Okay. So what, so when the month of October rolls around as, as much as I'm excited, cause I do like Halloween, you know, I do like the costumes, dressing up, having fun and stuff like that. But she said my mood would change. I used to deny it all the time. I would just, you know, just be quiet a little bit more and, you know, kind of standoffish a little bit. And then she said, that, well, that's probably your way of trying to deal with it. You know, not talking to anybody, being quiet, but everybody goes through that. Yeah. You know, so, but, um, you know, after my mom passed away in 2008, my dad passed away in 2011. So this is, you know, this is a while ago. This is a while ago now, but it feels like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. that That's yeah. How, I, how it is when it comes to grief and loss, man. It's just like, even if it's years ago, it just feels like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let, let me let me ask you a weird question. Not to get too personal, but I'm gonna get a little personal. Okay. Because I I've, I've experienced this. Did, did after you lost your family member, did you have the dreams? Uh yeah, I had a dream. Um, I had a few of them. 
one of them was my auntie actually had a dream as well and uh. she shared and her from that dream it just stuck with me right like she said that you know she was driving and my auntie stays um in the midwest right i think virginia somewhere around there east coast somewhere around there right and she said she was driving to work or from work and there was a lady at the bus stop and she looked and she said she's seen my mom which is her sister she was like i seen my sister and you know how you look at somebody not paying paying attention then you look away <clears throat> and then you look back to verify what you've seen yeah. she said about it when she looked back uh it just changed she was like but no i know i've seen her yeah i was like yeah i believe you i believe you you know what uh, i mean so after my cousin died i want to say for a year i would have dreams about him and they were very strong dreams like a lot of times doing nightmares and stuff about him passing and stuff like that and i remember this vividly that's why i wanted to ask you about it because the my, my final dream about him was him telling me to let him let it go and let him go yeah but you usually get a you usually get a sign. I well, I ain't gonna say usually. I mean, I I've lost a lot of people, but when you lose your parents, that's the that, that's the closest you're gonna get right there. Yeah. Um. But I have I have I've had plenty of dreams of people that have passed away. Um. But with my parents, with my mom, uh, I remember the day, the day before she passed away, I went to go see her at the hospital. And uh, my auntie told me to talk to her. She was like, she could, she could understand you. Just talk to her. And I was scared. So, but the only thing I remember telling her was, "It's okay. We're gonna be okay. Uh, you know, we're gonna make it." And then that's, she passed away the next day. Wow. That's a a rough thing to deal with. But I think um, it's good that you got to do that to give her that closure to let her know that. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. Yeah, but you know that's 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 one of the things your moms worry about. Worry about you know I think I imagine that's what we were worried about when it was our time to go. Like, hey, is our family gonna be good? Did I leave a strong enough legacy for yeah. them to kind of carry on? And I think that, yeah. and I always say about this podcast and yours, as a matter of fact, the same. You have the same kind of thing where I always said that um, I think it's cool that after I'm gone my kids will have these podcast episodes to go back to and they can hear their dad's voice. And I think the same for your kids. Your kid, they yeah. can go back and that's my dad. And they can get your personality and get the things that you liked, you didn't like, the things that you found funny, things you didn't find funny. I think that's one of the cool things about this generation, this era. Whereas, you know, there's a lot of people always talk about the bad things that's happened. But I think one of the cool things is the fact that Everybody can make videos. Everybody can make content. And because everybody can make content, there's almost going to always be a ton of digital footprint of them for mm -hmm. future generations to see whether it's your kids, their grandkids. Like, <clears throat> my great-grandma, I can't, who I knew and I was really close with, I can't go back to anything and show my kids, like, oh, this was your great-grandma. This is how she was. And stuff like this. This is who she was. I can show up a picture but even when I was showing a picture, like, she's like 70 in the picture. She's mm -hmm. old in the picture. It's not like they don't get the same feeling of it. Whereas, mm -hmm. I, my kids will be able to go back and like, hey, this was your granddad. <laughs> he, he was the podcast. He was this. He was that. Here is him talking. Here is him just podcast episode. You can see what type of dude your granddad really was. And they kind of get a 
experience in the field for, and I think that's really cool that we have that for this generation. Yeah, I think because uh, what we had to deal with, um, you know, our generation, it, it was just basically word of mouth. You know what I mean? And you, you just, you know, basically whatever they wrote in a book or whatever they told you, that's what yeah, that was law. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless somebody came out uh, against it. I mean, whatever they said about somebody, that's what you believe. But with, you know, with podcasting, I call it my audio statue is that nobody, no, you hear it all the time. Nobody going to be able to tell the story better than you. You know what I mean? You gonna have people close to you that could be somewhat accurate, but you know, when you got, when you got a episode stacked on top of episodes and with you engaging with other people, some people you, you never met, some people you'll never meet. Um, it shows, I, I, I put a tweet out there and from time to time it still gets retweeted and it's a uh, podcast and will, um, it can and will expose you. Yeah. You know, and some people might take that the wrong way, but you also can take it the right way because I mean, some don't get me wrong. There's a lot of podcasters on here that as soon as that, that red light go on, they put on a character that, and I ain't mad at it. You know, they, they use it for monetary gain or whatever the case may be. But for the most part, your true personality going to come out. Yeah. And that's kind of also part of your personality. You put on a character and showing them a side of you that may not be you. That's whether people realize or not, that's part of their character. That's part of their personality. Like, Mm-hmm. It may be in a good way. In some cases, it's a bad way. You know. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, so let me ask you this, Bella. What mm-hmm. do you do in terms of like your daily life to kind of maintain your mental health, protect your energy? I go right back to the '80s. I just when when I hear your intro, I get geeked. I ain't gonna even lie to you. <laughs> It, it put me back in the 80s. And what I mean by that is I, I have fun. I play video games. I have Nerf Gun and, and Gel Blaster Wars with my family inside the inside the house. Just letting y'all know, if I invite y'all over and y'all walk inside my house and it's pitch black, you better grab the nearest Nerf Gun because it's going <laughs> down. It's going down. But, you know, again, we... Um, I just I have fun with my family. When when you really find out, when you find out that your best friends are the ones that's in your house, they gonna get on your nerves. Yeah. But I think I, I as a, as a, I don't know if it's a Capricorn thing or if it's just just the way I am um, in general. But I like to look down, you know, towards the future, uh, and I just think like, man, these cat these kids are going to need me when they're in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s and stuff like that. And it's best that I start building these memories so I can keep that foundation with them. You know what I mean? Uh, My wife the same way. I'm glad I have her. Um, At this point, I just love to build memories. That's just the main thing. Whether I'm on a daily basis, like you said, I'm I'm either playing a video game uh, you know, uh, watching a movie or a series with my wife together that can get dangerous, people. Because if it's <laughs> something, if it's something too good, you go. That's where that trust come in. If you want to see if you can trust somebody, start a fire series with them and see if they try to get ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, um, that is true. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just I tap back into my childhood. That's what I. That's exactly what I do. I tap into. I, I every now and then I go watch The Breakfast Club. 
I'll go watch the whole series of uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I tap my, I think my daughter is, she was born in the wrong generation. I think she should have been an '80s baby. You know what I'm saying? She be building forts and all kinds of stuff around the house. So I just uh, that's exactly what I do. I tap into my childhood. I think that's beautiful. I think that's great because that's kind of the same thing I do. I think um, while I look back on like how how I kind of like do use things to cope. One of the things I noticed I always do is like watch cartoons. A lot of cartoons. Yeah. Like um the good cartoons, like good Doug. Cartoons, Doug, stuff like that. I have yeah. a large DVD collection of old 80s cartoons, like um He-Man, Voltron, Transformers, Dungeons and Dragons. I got like a lot of it, like pole position, just there because Sometimes it's good just to go back to that, that era when you were a kid. Just like, all right, you know, this is cool. Like, I even got um, an old Atari 20. Well, it's not old now. They remade the Atari 2600. Yo, the, the new one is solid. But if y'all, if, if there's anybody out there that still have the original Atari, please do not pick that up. I'm pretty sure about it. If you pick that up, it's just going to disintegrate in your hands. <laughs> like, that, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Y'all kids out there. I know y'all don't know what an Atari is. Yeah, it, it, it's old. <laughs> but it's, um, I kind of just go back to the simpler times because it's, it was a lot less stressful than, and I don't think it was a lot less stressful for our, our parents. It was stressful for us because it's a time where we were kind of worry-free because we were kids, like, you know, 10, 11, 12. We have to think about all the trauma in the world and stuff like that because people like to say that times are worse than they've ever been. I don't necessarily agree with that, because I feel like different generations had different things they have to deal with and different struggles. And this is just ours right now. Like, you know, you go back to the, what, the 40s and 30s, you had segregation. You go back further than that, you had slavery. Yeah. <laughs> you, had, you had the Great Depression. You had, like, different eras had different things. Even go back to biblical times, <laughs> you had all kind of wild stuff going well, on. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and maybe this might sound a little biased. But I think around the 70s, 80s, and probably early 90s, that probably was a sweet spot for a lot of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's probably when life was just a little bit better. You know what I mean? Because I know there was an era where, I don't know, was it like the 60s? I want to say it was like the 60s, maybe the early to mid 70s when they had a lot of kidnappings and stuff like that. Yeah. that was. That was a wild time. The eighties was basically the crack era. You know, yeah. the the nineties for me was the gang era. Yeah. You know. So yes, yeah, so I get I, I I agree, but when you think about it, the less stuff we had, the more we did. Yeah, that's what kind of that's kind of what it is. Cause like even when I go back to the sixties and seventies, I'm like, damn, that was like the civil rights movement. <laughs> like, yeah. so, like it's like that was still kind of crazy. So I yeah. can't really think of a time where we've always been like like we're good. I think it was just kind of like okay, we don't necessarily have to pay attention to it as much as we do now because now it's in our face and we're older. And plus, I think social media and media in general has plays a part to that because now we just see it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just, and I think it's too much. I don't even think we're wired to to have that type of uh, content in our brains every day. It's too much. It's yeah, too much for them. I agree. Remember, I, remember, we're the original internet babies. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? It starts It starts with us. Before, only thing that we were going on the internet for was to check our work and to download basketball and football pictures. That yeah. was it. 
just think about it like this, and I, I was thinking about this the other day. How people used to look at war back like in the 90s and early 2000s and how that's drastically changed in terms of like how people are like, oh no, this is awful. Like, I remember there being a very patriotic level of thing, like especially around 9-11, after 9-11 happened. Well, let's go before that. Remember Desert Storm? There was Desert Storm with that too. Remember they that was the first time that was like when like going live was only a thing for the news. Yeah. Nothing else, nothing else was live except for maybe some talk shows or or something like that. Outside of that, when 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 something went live, it was a part of the news. I just remember a blank screen seeing like green stuff, yeah. like green darts and dots and stuff. Like I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but it was a war. Yeah. And I vividly remember, and I could be remembering this wrong, but people will correct me. I vividly remember people being like when when they would see like the Gulf War and they'd see like especially around 9-11, a lot of a lot of people I know were like, I'm joining to the I'm getting into the military to fit, defend our country, to fight for our land. And things like that. Now, you still get that, but you also get a. Um, it feels more like it felt like around Vietnam, a little bit. You get people like, nah, we don't need to be doing it. like like when you hear people talk about like well, Ukraine. I, th- I think it's when cast started to come back. It was when cast started to come back in the seventies, right? Yeah, they started, they started to come back, and that's when they realized, oh, the government is not taking care of us. They're not taking care of none of us. Let alone, they really not taking care of our, you know, our folks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's when our folks were strung out on drugs and, and, and things like that. They started getting hooked on the shit that was coming from Colombia. It, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It's, it's just a different era and different time. And I think, um, I hey, think, I think we, I think we're we're the generation that had their first school shooting, right? I want to say yeah. I don't know anything before Columbine. I don't. I can't think of anything before that. I'm quite sure they probably had something, but it wasn't until our weapons got more advanced. You dig what I'm and saying? I, I I know prior to that it wasn't nothing, but uh, I remember the Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, it was stuff like that. We had a, a a few bombings and things like that, but there was never a. I don't remember a mass shooting at a school prior to. Columbine, at least nothing in the nothing in the news. I don't nothing as big as that for sure. And even yeah. the movie, even the movie theater. What was that in Arizona? Oh, you talk about the Dark Knight um, thing? Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy because I tangentially know someone who was there doing that, and that mm. and that was like you know that was like a a crazy situation. I didn't even know he was there till I, he was a he's a podcaster. And I, I know him through another one of my podcast friends, but um he mentioned on his podcast like he was there during the dark night shootings. He was like it was one of the most traumatic things he's ever experienced. And I bet he will never forget that. You know, he said they still like the people who were there still talk to each other and things like that. And it's just such a it's, it's weird how tragedy brings us together. Uh, trauma, trauma bonding is a real thing. It is. It is. And I always kind of like. Um, I guess it's just kind of. It's almost. 
it's interesting how we there's a portion of us that kind of need that kind type of stuff mm. to kind of like learn the bond. Like I, I wish that I guess podcasting does it to an extent where you could talk to somebody, you get to know them, and you can and you can um share experience. But trauma is one of those shared experiences that people never forget. Unfortunately. Hey man, uh, you, podcasting is just not another vessel to to for therapy. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. I think a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm even talking outside of your series. I think people start a podcast just so they can talk to somebody, man. Just so they whether whether it's something about their personal life or they just want to be heard in general. You know, whether I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but you know, people more and more people are just talking. I think that's a good thing, though. It's, it's a good, good thing that people are being more open, even if it's some things we don't want to hear them say. It's a good thing that, <laughs> it, it, that people are being more open and talking to each other and kind of communicating their thoughts and opinions and stuff. Mm, yeah, I think, but I, <clears throat> I think the one problem that we'll all always have. And it's not as bad as it used to be. Uh, I do feel like the celebrity uh, influence is kind of wavering away just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. Uh, I still think they have a lot of influence, but not as much. I think this generation alone has, well, this newer generation has started to get back to what we had back in the day is being more secure with doing their own thing and not trying to be a follower. Now we still have that large mass of people that do that. We still have, we still have that. But I think more people are starting to just say, no, this is my own lane. I don't have to walk down the street with the rest of the sheep anymore. I think, and, and going back to it, I think social media plays a part in that mm-hmm. because people see celebrities for who they, the celebrities kind of try to play who they want you to see, but then yeah. there's those moments where they show who they really are, mm-hmm. and it turns people off and makes them don't want to like you know be like fan worshiping thing. Like Kanye West is a perfect example of that. If there was no internet, and we didn't have like social media and the stuff that we have now, he wouldn't know about a lot of the stuff Kanye West was doing. It's the mystique. Like there was a certain point where when you seen an artist or an entertainer, somebody popular in this world, when you seen them on TV, that was it. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can come to LA and probably New York is a is a big one. Miami is definitely a big one. Uh those are these are places, Atlanta, maybe Houston. But those three cities right there alone, you'll probably bump into a celebrity or athlete, you know, from time to time. But now because of so much access to these celebrities and these and, and these celebrities have shown how normal they could be. And then when you find out how normal their lives are uh, compared to yours, it's like that, again, that, that mystique that they used to have is, is gone, you know, it's gone. So I think that's, I think that's one of the things that stands out now. Yeah. And I think, um, we don't get too many superstars anymore. Mm-mm. Like we used to get, I think, um, Taylor Swift's probably one. Drake's probably the other one. It's not like it was when we were coming up, you know. 
notices. That I may mean, be a good thing. We was, we were all, I mean, it, I, it's something that we have seen before. We we had Mike, we had, you know, we had Prince, you know what I mean? We had Madonna. We had a lot of these, a lot of these people. It, it was just a different time though. It, it wasn't like we appreciated the art more. Now it's just like people are trying to, literally trying to be them in a fast way and it's not really happening. But, um, and then people always want to attach themselves to greatness, which I'm not mad at. It's just, you know, they annoying fan bases, that's just, that's diehard to, 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 the, uh, to the actual person. So they figure they got some diehard fans. It is what it is, man. But let me, let me continue to be around genuine people. I agree. So let me ask you a question, because I think this was a hot button topic on Twitter today. Mm. And I know you saw it. Okay. There was a video going around with the guy talking about you need to you don't need to be like watching sports and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 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 you need yeah, yeah. to you don't need to watch sports because you're broke and you need to be focusing on getting money. Essentially. That's essentially what he was saying. And why would you watch celebrities who are rich yeah. play a game? Yeah, I got. I I understood what he said. It's just all he did was say all he did was say it in a stern way. He he didn't say anything different than what a stern parent would say. You know what I'm saying? We don't want you outside uh, if you're not being productive. I know a lot of, um, I know a lot of families that have done that, and we they've turned out some some of them kids that have turned out with some great careers, but they're also socially awkward. Yes. Um. At the same time, I understood what he was saying. He was saying, hey, how could you sit up here and enjoy somebody else's uh, goals, accomplishments on TV? Um, easy. I like to be entertained. That's it. And then, and then, and then you don't know me personally to know what my success bracket is. Yeah, and I, wanted to, I brought this up because I think it has to do with mental health. I think it's very important for people to have an outlet to release and relax for their health. Mm. Because certain people, yeah, there are people who can go hard every day out to get their money and to get their grind, whatever. That's one thing. I think that is also for their mental health. Because there are some people who just have that drive and their drive and their whole dedication is about getting that money. So that fuels them. That makes them want to do that. That's entertainment for them. Mm. Not only that, though, Delvin, he has put a limit on an athlete. Are you yeah. saying for that particular athlete, that's a pinnacle? Because you should be criticizing them as well. After exactly. They after they finish playing the sport, which on the average, somebody, some of them not going to uh, play past eight or ten years. So you telling me they're going to have an eight, they're going to have a five to ten year career to make money, Right. So what would be their goal then? Yeah. What would you, what do, what would you criticize them uh, uh, of not doing? Building a business or saving money? What is it, you know, so you can't keep, don't move the goalposts like that. Like, I'm successful. Do I want to be more successful? Absolutely. But I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at other people saying, I need to be like them. No, I see what I like that they're enjoying. If they're enjoying something or if they're doing something and I like it, then I figure out, shout out to 12 Cow. 12 Cow said, if you think it, now you got to put some motion to it. Yeah. 
It's as simple as that. Whatever you, whatever your goal is, whatever you want to do, think about it, say it out loud, then go do what you have to do to get there. One of the things I've learned over the last few years, and one of the questions I've asked myself, and I'm going to ask you today, what is success and how do you define it? Success, success now as an adult? Yeah, in general. Just what do you find it as? I think success is when you find out who you really are. That's the perfect answer. I like that answer. I think that it, that's all it is. It's not, it's not a certain tax bracket to be a part of. It's not a certain class to be a part of. It's not a certain group or club to be a part of. When you feel, and we, we've heard this before, when you feel confident in who you are, how you uh, approach your everyday uh, task and, and goals and stuff like that, that's a success in itself. That's your success right there. Yeah. Not money will never money will never break down who I am. Yeah, I think success is based off your happiness. Because there are people it. who make thirty thousand a year and are extremely happy. There are people who make twenty thousand a year and are extremely happy. I think there are people who make hundred and fifty thousand a year and are miserable. You know, I'm gonna tell you a small success that I had not too long ago. My wife went to which we still beefing about but my wife for one of my birthday presents uh sent me to float state that they have a deprivation tank massage the whole the whole little spot thing going on so shout out to her for that uh recently she just went with her friend you know just you know girls day out and then my daughter wanted to go you know daddy daddy daughter day go buy her some stuff and things like that I, uh, my wife was a little down because she was like, you know, I didn't want to spend any money in January. And I said, here, take my credit card, go, just go. Right. Took my daughter to the plaza. She went to go buy, you know, little girly stuff, came back, played the video game, made dinner, went to the jacuzzi that night, woke up Sunday morning, watched some football. That was a success for me. That's what I like. That's that's what I that's what I aim for. I had a lot accomplished. Everybody was happy under my under my household. That's success to me. You know what I'm saying? If if if, if material stuff is what I want to know about, I ain't really got it like that. I'm I'm probably the most average middle class black man you gonna know. Yes, I I, I have a house, I got two cars, I got two kids, I got two dogs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that we just got a regular black. Well, I ain't, I don't want to call it regular. It's, it's definitely different. It's a war zone in there at times. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we stay out the way and we just continue to keep getting better. We add family vacations every year. Uh, me and a wife vacations, and sometimes we have our own solo vacations. And that's my that's my success right there. Yeah, and that's. Stuff, but I'm glad we we brought up for this episode because I think that's some of that for this episode and for the series in general. I want people to take away from this, and it's simple: find your success and find your happiness. Yeah, yeah. don't let the world decide your success or your happiness, for that matter. But there are so many things going on in this world that can bring you up or bring you down. So many things in life that can bring you up and bring you down, but it's only up to you to decide what makes you happy, what keeps you going through the day, what keeps pushing you to go to that next day. And I think 
once you find that, that's how you find true happiness. And a, a lot of people just go through life and they don't find that. They think that um, the monetary value of money, of money or success or fame determines their importance in life. Yeah. Or determine their happiness. And I don't think that um people I think that's that's what caused the downfall of people in the long run. Cause they they, they they go out there searching for that happiness their whole life and they never get that happiness when sometimes the happiness is right there in front of them. A lot of them don't know what it is though. You know, it's hard for them to picture is is it's just like anybody. It's hard for us to, to see the other side when we've never we've never been over there. If yeah. I don't know if I don't know what's on that other side, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know what that is. I can't tell you how that is. And I might even talk bad about it because I don't know anything about it. You know what I mean? You know how I many people I, I see online personally and just online people say, hey, you know the divorce rate? You know, uh, you know, the, the marriages that end after so many years and this like that. I've been divorced before and then I got married again. And guess what? I'm up. You know what I'm saying? It's all about just figuring stuff out. You got to figure yourself out eventually. You got to stop lying to yourself. Forget about lying to other people. When you stop lying to yourself, you ain't going to have no reason to lie to them. Yeah. Everybody ain't doing as good as you think they are. Everybody's still, some people behind the scenes pulling the strings and working as hard as they get, as they can to be that, 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 that bigger and better person than who they want to be. Don't get stuck being a person that you think other people expect you to be. Nah, you're going to get caught up in that BS. I'm me. and ain't going to never change. Ain't going to never. And what I mean by that is the, my foundation of who I, who I really am. Yeah. I mean, 10 years from now, it's going to be a different BTG. I'm going to be a little bit older again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to deal with a lot of stuff that I was dealing with in my 40s. I don't deal with any of that stuff I was dealing with in my 30s anymore. And I'm damn sure not doing what I used to do in my 20s. Now, when we go to the single digits, I'm still playing video games. But <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not, tri- I'm not listening to certain music anymore. I'm not arguing anymore. It's ir- I'm not. I don't even be online engaging in, type, in that type of stuff because I know some of this stuff is curated by bots or broken people. You know what I mean? So again, when people realize that a lot of this stuff is just out there for entertainment, don't take it personal. Try to build more relationship. Don't li- look. Shout out to Drake. He one of the biggest influencers in in our lifetime. But you can't listen to what all your celebrities say. Go get you some new friends if need be. Yeah. Okay. Go get you some new. They could, you never know what keys or what access to doors that they have. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that could be that. I'm not even talking about all on no business or no financial stuff. They can have the answer to unlocking a nostalgia that you forgot about. Or they can they can they can put you up on some some stuff that you wasn't aware of, and it happens like because you got to keep growing, you got to keep you got to man, you got to peel back those layers. You have to because, hey man, the rich they all the richest place is the cemetery. That's the richest place, you know what I'm saying? And from when 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 your guy said that when when I heard a guy on the podcast say. 
man, my 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 doubts, my goals, and my hunger all came to visit me, and I let all of them down. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't, you know, the the success I was looking for, I didn't go get it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be that person that regret not doing this, not doing it. We got one of these things, Delvin. One, of, we don't. Hey, nobody has came back besides Jesus. That's what they said in the book. Yep. Nobody else has came back and said, "Bro, this was it's cracking over here." Nobody has said that. Nobody has said, yo, we definitely coming back as a different person. You know that now there is some people that believe reincarnation and stuff like that. But the me personally at 41, nobody has came back and said, Baylor, don't worry, bro, it's gonna be like this. All I all I do know is that you have to do as much as you can before you get out of here and leave an impact. Don't just be here, you know, sweeping. When the boss come back, no, get the work done. So when you long and gone, er, the the best parts of you, people can take away from those and keep and make that a part of their traits. Go figure out who you are, bro. It's not too late. It's not too late. Better go do it now. You don't have to lie to me because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Don't lie. To, you can you can lie to me all you want to. Don't lie to yourself. Facts. Go, go do what you got to do to be happy. I swear, to God, it's the best thing ever, bro. It's the best thing. And I have those days, Delvin. I have those days where I'm in the car and I just break down crying. I got to call my wife on FaceTime. And she said, do you need a moment? Yeah. And, and sometimes I don't even need to hear her talk. I just need to hear her breathe. And then I'm good. I'm good to go. At. Put me back in the game. But I need, I need this five moments to get these emotions out. And then I and then I got 364 days to go after that. Every year, wake up, work, take care of a family, take care of my personal health, take my daughter to gymnastics, take my son to basketball practice. You know what I'm saying? Keep my wife happy. On rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. But how am I going to change help change the world? And how am I going to stay happy while doing it? I gotta know who the hell I am. That's perfect. I can't put it better, better anywhere myself, man. That was beautiful. Delvin, we got to make it, bro. We got to win. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got to win, man. I when I when I turn up, I, you I will hit you up online and say, Delvin, you got the best podcast in the game. Somebody needs to tell <laughs> Montel. Look, 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 Montel Williams, you got to scoot over. You got to scoot over because you got to. It's got to be space for the, for the, for these new legends to come in. That has to happen, Delvin. You up there? You been up Thank there? You, Groundbreaking. Names, names. Look, look. It's okay, Delvin. It's okay to say, "Hey, your homies is in second place. Some of your homies is in third place because <laughs> you want first. No, you got to say that. They got to be hungry enough and more hungry than you to get your spot. But guess what? They don't have your spot right now, bro. You got that, and you had that for a very long time. And if you stop, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. You can't let us down. I'm sorry. I will call your phone religiously until you get back on track. I don't, there's no excuses. The Lord puts you here for a reason. And I know that's what fact. I talked to him. He texted me. He said, Delvin is here for a reason. And I texted him back. I think he got an Android though, because it was a green bubble. But that's cool. 
Lord, you tightened up. We got, yeah, yeah. Delvin, you it though, and I, I appreciate it. That's why I hit you up. I'm like, dog, I, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Man, you killed that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. That's an honor hearing that from you. Honestly, bro. Yeah, it's all love. All right, let them know where to find you at, Baylor. Let them know where to find your podcast at so they can check it out because you're amazing. And the people that you link up with and the people that you bring to the culture and the people that, that the people that they find out from your voice, I think it's very important what you bring to the table because I think that like you would name all the people in the podcast earlier, and some people that other people to find out from just from listening to Bella. So I'm going to find your podcast. At. Man, first and foremost, I got to say, this is the day, this is the four year anniversary of, you know, of us not having Kobe anymore. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, but also this year, uh, we will be getting the the statue we will be getting Kobe statue next month so that's, that's, that's amazing that's amazing I think that's February eighth I think that's damn that's that's the most I make with a crowd most because it's just yeah yeah it's it's hard <laughs> to believe that he's not here but that's a great way to kind of put him up there. Yeah, yeah. That we we ain't gonna never figure out a guy like that. But you ain't gonna never forgive me either if you follow me at Baylorism on TikTok and Twitter, IG uh, at Baylor the Great Steel, and that's it. Buy some merch. Look, I'm selling merch, man, and the merch is up. You know what? I still see a lot of uh, my people wearing Gucci. Louis Vuitton and stuff like that. And I'm not knocking it. I Yo, shout out. Y'all got the money for it. Y'all got the money for it. But when you buy merch from Baylor, don't complain when I sell you a $100 crew bag, okay? Because you spending a, a 3000 on the belt buckle from Google. You know, that's all I'm saying. And February is coming up. Black history, really black history is year round. But we'll take that 28 to 29 day that they give us. Go to Target. Go straight to that Black History merch, sell it out. I'm going to go buy me one. I'm also making my own Black History merch uh, for February this year, too. So definitely go check out Baylor's Black History merch. It's coming, man. It's up. You know, it's important, man. Support Black artists, support Black businesses, man. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. And support, support, support Delvin, too. Because, hey, without, hey, the last three episodes, I just wish I was in a room with all three of those people. Well, we'll, we'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hey, when, when I tell you, Delvin got a way of that person that I'm telling you to be, to understand who you are. All these people that he has talking to, they they know who they are and they struggle. They might struggle who they struggle with who they are and things like that, but they was bold enough, tough enough, strong enough to get in contact with Delvin, share this for a person that's in South LA to hear it and say, I appreciate uh, their honesty. I appreciate their true character. And to say, look, if you ever need Baylor to send you some type of motivational anything, send me a tweet, hit my IG. Hell, if you can't get in touch with none of those, hit Delvin up. Delvin didn't send it to me. Hopefully he sends the right. So hopefully he sends the right text. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the video game guy. Um, 
but yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate all your guests, man. Keep it rolling. Yeah, man. And buy some merch. Definitely. All right. As always, Double Cock Spence, we are out. Peace.